podcast on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, and today my guest is Don Porter, who is a documentarian filmmaker, and we're talking about her new documentary, which is so timely, John Lewis, Good Trouble. Welcome to the show, Don. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. This movie couldn't come out at a better time, could it? Uh, it you know... <laughs> It could not. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't wish this time on anyone, but I'm glad that it's coming out now when I think people are really ready to think about our times in a different way and to think about what they can do, you know, to really make the kind of society that they want. I, you know, I think this time around, too, more than others, and, you know, I, I don't want to date myself, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just don't date me. <laughs> okay, I won't date you. <laughs> but, you know, we've gone through, you know, this through centuries, it seems like, you know, for many, yeah. many decades. Um, and each time there's incremental change. But I feel this time, and I really want to get your perspective on this, that I think this time we're really, I mean, every it, the whole world is shaken up anyhow. This has been 2020 yeah. has been a fascinating year for everyone on so many different levels. But our, our old paradigms are being broken up and new ones are being created and that the fact that all of this you know George Floyd and everything it was a, it was just a, a time where it was just all was coming together because people had been in their homes for three months yeah. or two months and then to have that happen it just it, for everybody's sensibilities I think we were all enraged enraged by what had happened and I think now with everybody just really continuing to do these um, marches almost every night and and, and I really believe that we're going to have some deeper uh, changes going on in this country um, and, and, and the world, too. It's not just our country that yeah. uh, is going through this. It's the world. So how, how do you, um, how do you, what's your perspective on what's going on right now? You know, um, one of the things that uh, I've been thinking about lately is um, how connected we all are. Um, we are, you know, um, negatively connected by a virus um, mm -hmm. which knows no borders. But then we're we're positively connected by this respect for human rights, by this desire to um, be better, by this desire to, you know, examine our past behavior and to create the kind of society that we all want to live in. And so, you know, I, um, I think I've gone through the gamut of emotions. Um, it felt like between pandemic and, you know, all the social unrest that it could be overwhelming at times. And so, you know, I've been really trying to think about what is my place personally and professionally mm. in creating a world I want my children to live in? What, you know, because we're not all people who march in the streets. We're not all people who are going to, you know, jump on a soapbox or, or make big speeches. But so I've been really thinking about what, what feels right for me um, and how, you know, I can live in a way that I'm proud of. Um, and, and I think that that is part of John Lewis's legacy, mm -hmm. which is he really, as a very young person, decided how he was going to live his life. 
And then he he went and did it. And, and I think that having stories like that and remembering um, that there are people who accomplish their goals um, in such a giving way is, I, I think that that's the kind of story that we we need to remember that there are more of those than we're paying attention to. You know, our news can seem really relentless. And I think what the John Lewis story does is allows us to to take a breath, to step back. And, uh, you know, one thing I love about his story is we know that it works out well in the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the good people win. And, you know, and then that and in that, that we all win. You know, John Lewis didn't do things that only lifted himself up. He did things that lifted all of us up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautifully said, beautifully said. And again, as I said at the top, this is so timely. So let's talk a little bit about how, uh, you know, his story. Obviously, many people are familiar with his story, but you have so many things that people are not familiar with in this documentary. And the documentary is absolutely wonderful. And again, as I said, coming out at the perfect time, You this normally documentaries take many years years to put together, um, you know, four or five years that people are working on documentaries. But this one came together relatively quickly. Why do you think it came together so quickly? And again, it, did you have any idea at the time when you were creating this that this was going, this film, uh, this documentary was going to be coming out at, at a time when it was really, the message is something that we all need to hear, uh, and particularly right now, even yeah. more than other times, it seems like. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that that's right. Um, you know, I had been working on, I had just finished a series for Netflix about Bobby Kennedy. And during the making of that series, um, you know, I was just kind of swimming in this archive of the time and watching you know, a world that was so tumultuous and so uncertain. Um, and so it was really natural for me to go from the Bobby Kennedy project to examining the, you know, the, the path of advocacy from the perspective of the the activist, the advocate, you know, so Kennedy came coming from such a privileged family from such, you know, an important and powerful perch. John Lewis came from the opposite side. And yet they had the same goals. And in fact, that you know, they worked together. So um, I, I was just kind of ready to move on to a, more of that individual story and a story from, you know, one of the greatest African-American activists of our time. So, you know, I, I think also many people know about John Lewis's bravery. They, they, if they know who he is, they know that he was beaten on the Selma bridge um, by, you know, those, the, the troopers, they might know that he was a freedom rider who got on those buses and then was beaten by an angry mob. Um, or they might know that he was part of the sit-in movement in Nashville. But what I wanted to do was tie all those things together and have people see how so strategically and continuously and consistently the congressman went from one action to the next to the next into what amounts to a life of service. So, you know, I wanted to kind of, I think that's what I love about documentaries. You can give some context to some of these individual iconic moments. And that's what really what I was trying to do, you know, and as far, far as the timing, I mean, we really wanted, you know, and this also speaks to, 
um, how relatively quickly this project came together. I mean, we worked on it for about two years, but we really wanted um, to emphasize uh, voting rights, which is, has always been one of John Lewis's, you know, most important um, objectives. And so for that reason, you know, we were trying to time it to come out before the election. People would really be thinking about the importance of voting and how much he'd sacrificed. But, you know, as it turns out, like so much of Mr. Lewis's life, so many more of the lessons of his life are so relevant today. Speaking out, being brave, um, being strategic, being compassionate. You know, what does compassionate leadership really look like? What is a life of service, real service? What does that look like? And And I think, you know, these are, re- it's really been difficult for so many people in the time of this pandemic, but if there's any silver lining to it, being home perhaps gives us a little more, you know, an opportunity to spend some time with our family members to maybe think about things in a deeper way. And, and so I think, I hope that people will enjoy this film with their families. And I hope as they're trying to make sense of so much of the civil you know, unrest that's happening around the country, that they'll look at what accomplishments happened as a result of unrest in a different time. And it's and it's a it's too bad that we need to go through these things in order to have change happen. You know, that we have to have these events and and they continue to happen to get everybody, you know, to pull together and and uh, help affect change, you know, in the long run. It is. And, you know, the sacrifices of some are uh, much greater than for many of us. And, you know, there is a, a distinct difference between John Lewis and the other civil rights activists willingly and intentionally putting themselves in harm's way in order to, you know, call attention to a cause. And that is unfortunately not the case for you know, a George Floyd or a Marit Aubrey or a Breonna Taylor or so many of these other mm-hmm. people who whose lives were taken against their will and under violent circumstances. So while we can't equate those instigating occurrences, um, I hope that at a minimum we can learn from them. Um, you know, and, and also I, I would love, though, to, to, to focus on um, how much the activities of the civil rights movement were able to be successful and how we are still living with the benefits of the movement. And that does not mean that the movement is over. It's so far from it. You know, and I think, you know, when I talked to Mr. Lewis, one of the things that he continuously emphasizes is he doesn't see equality as something that you would achieve and then be done with it. He sees it as a lifelong pursuit of always looking and seeing how we can improve and make circumstances better for the least well off, you know, in our society. So I think for many of us, maybe we got a little complacent, you know, Mm -hmm. things were okay enough. Uh, And I certainly, you know, in some ways can put myself in that category. Maybe things were, you know, we didn't feel the need to to be marching in the streets as consistently. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, I, I 
I take nothing from the horrible tragedy for the families of people who have lost their lives or have been injured. Um, and so I don't mean to insult their memory in any way, but if there is any good that can come of that, um, I hope it is that, you know, we will all be vigilant about trying to, to, you know, not allow other families to experience that pain. And as you say, you know, it would be, wouldn't it be great if we could get to a place where we don't have to have a tragedy as the inciting right. incident, you right. know, where, right. where we're so used to living with working for change that it's, that is second nature. Um, so. What's interesting about this, um, about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and, and all of the names, there's so many of them, you know, um, that there's, you know, with, you know, we've had other times when other black men have died at the hands of police and there's been many other marches and things that have gone on throughout our country at other times, but there's something different about this time. Very different. It's much deeper um, this time. And I think perhaps because of exactly what you're saying, that time during the pandemic, I think that there are a lot of good things that are going to come out of this pandemic. I mean, I know it's been hard and a lot of people, very difficult time and trying time. But I think if we look at um, Miss Pollyanna, at the positives of it, mm-hmm. and, and part of that is the reflection, you know, that taking mm-hmm. the time to reflect and to rethink and redo. I mean, I think all of us are shifting our lives in a different way than we did three months ago. Uh, you know, I think we've all been awoke, you know, even yeah. more so. You know, because we've had quiet time. That's right. I think that that's right. I mean, you know, when I think of my just personal daily routine, which used to involve, you know, commuting and a lot of rushing. (laughs) Uh, Now it involves a lot of walking with my dog, you know, outside, which is kind of a a nice way to, to set and to really kind of instead of tumbling into a day like setting an intention for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I I remember, so we, you know, filmed with Mr. Lewis for over a year and we took him home, you know, to Alabama, met his siblings. We um, spent time with him in his home in Atlanta, his home in D.C. So I saw him in a, in, you know, filmed with him in Congress. We filmed with Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and Ayanna Presley, Cory Booker and Hillary Clinton. So I had, I saw him in a variety of, um, you know, circumstances. And what's so striking about John Lewis is he is the same person in all of those circumstances. He is um, at, he is simultaneously fierce and steady, but he's also a very calm person. Mm -hmm. So he's, and, and I think, you know, the more I thought about this and had time to reflect on on what I saw over over that year of filming is, you know, John Lewis studied philosophy and religion. That was his his college major at Fisk. And then he also has a degree um, from a divinity school. So he did not casually begin his career as an activist. This was a very learned and studied an intentional process for him. And because of that, he really made a conscious decision about how he wanted to go about doing his work, not just whether he wanted to do civil rights work, but how he wanted to do it. And because of that, he 
it's just he's just very peaceful. He's living his life the way that he planned. And there is so so much power in that. And that what is what is so striking to me. You know, when he talks about nonviolence being powerful, that is when you are choosing, you know, that is your choice over how you respond. Um mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, I uh, we interviewed Representative Jim Clyburn in the film, and he gave us a beautiful interview along with Representative Elijah Cummings, you know, but each of them pointed out that, um, you know, how important it is that John Lewis has always made his own choices. And and I think that that's really what we're all looking to, right, mm-hmm. to have the ability to choose what we feel is right for our lives. It's a, you know, beautiful message and one we need to hear and 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 it is it's a wonderful film and i do want to get into uh why you chose to do a movie about him but i just want to say for people who are just tuning in you were listening to the jam price show all about movies and my guest today is don porter and we're talking about her new documentary john lewis good trouble by the way how did you come up with that title good trouble uh good trouble was um always going to be the title <laughs> it is it is kind of mr lewis's you know calling card um when he was a young boy um you know and, and i think this is this is important for us to remember it was literally you know he was literally living in a time of terror um in the black belt south in mm-hmm. alabama in a little town called troy where you know, your goal as a black person was to keep your head down. And as his parents said, don't get in trouble, which meant don't disturb the white people. Don't make them angry. And you could make them angry by looking a white woman in the eye. You could make them angry by asserting your full humanity. And so that didn't really sit well with the congressman as a teenager. And, you know, he kind of turned that on its head and said, well, I'm, I'm, if I'm going to get in any trouble, it's going to be good trouble. It's mm. going to be necessary <laughs> trouble. It's going to be the kind of trouble that shakes things up for a good reason. So it just, it's, it's his calling card and it just, you know, I, I think suits his story um, just so perfectly because that is, he's still getting in good trouble. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and it, it is, it's a great title. So how did you, what made you decide to do a documentary about John Lewis? How did this come about, this project? Yeah, I um, knew, I know the executives at CNN Films. This is a CNN Films project. And they, um, I think, were very happy with their documentary about uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the RBG mm-hmm. film. So, you know. Yeah, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, you know, I, I teased them that they were just looking for more interesting 80 year olds. So, um, <laughs> you know, here was here was another one. So they, you know, came to me. I think they had seen the um, the Bobby Kennedy series and knew, you know, kind of and realized that there 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 were some movies, but there weren't really a lot of movies that really traced his, you know, origin and history um, and spoke to his inspirations. And, you know, what I brought to it is I really wanted to make the point that he is still a legislator. He's still an elected congressman and show what is it like for an activist to become, you know, to morph into the halls of power. So that is also very much part of the John Lewis story. Um, so, you know, I, these are 
the executives at CNN are women that I really admire. Um, and so we had, you know, once I kind of explained the vision, um, they were on board with it. We brought on, um, you know, I have my producer, Laura Michael Chisholm, who's worked with Robert Redford forever and is a great producer. And then Erica Alexander and Ben Arnon from Color Farm. They were also thinking about doing a documentary about Congressman Lewis. So it was just like the, the world's just aligned. Um, mm. We all joined forces and, uh, you know, I like to say, like, sometimes the documentary gods are with you. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is this is one of those those times when, you know, I feel like, like, as you say, none of us planned for this. But isn't it just so perfect that this movie is giving people an opportunity to explore our history this way? It's timely. I mean, it couldn't be more timely uh, at all. How was, how did, um, when you approached John Lewis, how did, what was his, uh, when he was approached to have a documentary made about him, um, how did he respond to that? You know, I think he was ready. I mean, I think he um, was, you know, at this stage in his career and his life, I think he, He's quite aware of how important his legacy is. Um, I think he was familiar, you know, he certainly was familiar with CNN films and was familiar with some of my other work. Um, you know, kind of ironically, he had appeared in my first film, Gideon's Army, about public defenders. Um, he was in my Bobby Kennedy piece. So it was only a matter of time <laughs> before I could get to Mr. Lewis. Um, so he really was, he was on board. He was game. Um, and he's such a trooper. I mean, you know, we asked him to go back to Alabama. We asked him to be with him on election night. You know, we were in his office all the time. And um, there is no one who is a harder worker than that congressman. I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> he kind of uh, wore us out a little bit. So, <laughs> I, I think he was ready. You know, I think he was really, he'd really been thinking about his life. And I think he was ready to kind of look back even as he was looking to the future for what's necessary. I also know that he had been doing a lot of mentoring of some of the younger people in Congress, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib, um, Ilhan Omar, uh, Ayanna Presley, you know, Cory Booker. I know that he you know, Antonio Delgado, I know that he spent quite a bit of time, he he reached out to all of those people as they came into the Congress. Um, and, you know, he did it in his particular style, which is it quietly, you know, not in the public eye, but that meant a lot to them. Um, you know, that somebody with such a storied personal story and a storied history in the Congress um, would take the time to reach out to the, you know, to the newer folks. It just says a whole lot about his character and about who he is, which we all know. I think know. it does. Yeah, I think it does. I have time for just one quick question. We got a little about a minute, and then I also want to let people know. First, before we ask that last question, let people know where they can see uh, John Lewis' Good Trouble. Where can people see this film? Yes, we are being released on July 3rd. So, what is more patriotic and American than the John Lewis story? So yes. it will be available on streaming platforms, iTunes, and um, 
iTunes and Amazon and a number of other um, locations. For specifics, you can go to makegoodtrouble.com and that will tell you more about the film and where it's located. And then um, I am terribly proud to be part of CNN's uh, feature films um, debuts in the fall. So that will be in the third week of September on CNN Films. Uh, we will have John Lewis Good Trouble. Wonderful. Well, everybody should see this film and there's the perfect timing right now especially coming out on July 4th. So, Dawn, thank you so much. I wish you much success with this film, and I look forward to having you back on the show with your next film. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Me too. Like The Jam Price Show on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Jam Price Show. You can also listen whenever and wherever on thejampriceshow.com and also on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Thank you all for listening. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.